Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And welcome to the month of November. We always have a theme that we try to dive deeper into. And as we come into this month of November, we're actually thinking about and exploring what Usually the public calls soft skills, but they actually are the powerful skills behind leaders who lead in their lives with strength and power. So service and gratitude and faith and um, all of those elements. So each one of my guests this month will bring a, a perspective on how we use those skills to be able to move um, forward in life to be fully who we have been called to be. And I have a powerhouse for our very first guest in the month of November. Let me introduce to you Marianne Reed. She is a seven-time award-winning author of several novels published by St. Martin's Press. And her newest book, The Professional Wife, will be available December 1st. She's been featured in Glamour Magazine, Newsweek, USA Today, The New Yorker, Essence, and more. She's a native of Brooklyn, New York, and you can visit her website at MarianneReadInc.com. She is the founder of Alphanista, a peer mentoring platform for multicultural women. She works with women who struggle with identifying concrete gaps they have to reaching the next level and would like to get there with ease. Marianne worked in Abu Dhabi and inspired a new group of women in the States to expand their global outlook beyond where they live. She is a world traveler. She is an author and has amazing insights as she has built a community around supporting high achieving women. So we want to welcome to the flip side conversation, Marianne Reed. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to get started. You know, I so appreciate um, even just the title of your platform that you created. Um, You created a platform in the description as I did a little bit of research that it's geared towards high achieving women from all different backgrounds. It's multicultural. Can you tell me why you created that platform in the first place? Sure, absolutely. I think for me, it was something that I needed. Um, So I typically create things that I want to learn more about. And um, being in a career transition myself, um, having been an author for many years, getting into corporate America again, I thought other women needed that, that help. And I wanted to do it in a way where we were talking on a weekly basis, having a community together, and learning from each other's challenges. So doing that helped me create the platform Alphanista, which I started in 2008, but it's morphed and changed as I've grown. So can you tell me what do you feel consistently, and, and it may have been in your need base as well, because I think about women who are trying to move forward, but they're feeling stuck. What are some things that you have found to be a trend that gets in their way that Alphanista as a platform can help move them forward? I think the idea that you have to work really hard. And Mm -hmm. um, I think by a certain age, you realize that working hard is not gonna cut it. Just because you work hard doesn't mean you're gonna be successful. And so I wanted people and women mostly at the time to know that there are other resources, other ways of doing things that um, 
you can actually make it easier for yourself. Um, and the idea of working hard is very exterior, but what if we used our you know, inner resources uh, to really be the environment we want to create, if, if, if you know what I'm saying. So yeah, so instead of putting out more and like pushing more about pulling in um, things that align with where you want to go. Which I think is a powerful concept when we think about this whole hustle culture and usually people are trying to grab for something external, but that awareness that if you really want something, it's going to start from within you. And if you are continuing to kind of cultivate that internal strength, it'll begin to show up in in your world around you. Is there anything unique around why you named it Alphanista? Um, <laughs> at the time in 2008, it stands for Alpha Female. So giving, uh-huh. yeah, so it's, it's inspired by that, the proper feeding and caring of the Alpha Female and also how we are in the world, which is uh, lots of stereotypes about us being hard and strong, but really we're, we're actually highly sensitive people. So it was really about bringing that community together. Wow. And as an author, you spend and have dedicated your um, craft to writing women's stories and um, being a voice for them them. Where do you get your in- inspiration? What What is that platform for you? Yeah, I think for me, the inspiration comes from my own life. It also comes from the movies I watch, um, the stories I hear, the, the things I learn um, on my platform, Alphanista, and just being in the world. And I think being able to look at things from different points of views, which is really important if, if you're going to be an author. Mm-hmm. The power of being able and willing to take in different perspectives um, and recognize what's true for you, but being able to listen and gain insight from others is something as a coach, uh, I often have to help others, especially okay. leaders, recognize how to do. I think that's an art. It's a it's a gifting. Would you say that? Oh, definitely. I think especially in the world we, we live in now, everyone thinks the same way. Um, if there's a whole group of people that disagree or agree with something, you feel that you should be part of that group. And so when you have the gift of seeing things from different points of views, you develop empathy. And it also enhances your imagination. And you, you can really have a very interesting life and meet some very interesting people by keeping yourself in that type of um, frame of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I shared earlier that you um, have been very successful with um, seven award winning um, novels and actually being on several different platforms. But many people sometimes look at where somebody is and takes for granted what actually happened to get them there. And I know life hasn't always been rosy for you. So can you tell us a little bit about what was a flip side moment for you? I know you've probably had more than one. But if you think about one that was a major flip side for you to help people recognize uh, getting to where you are wasn't easy, but you're standing strong now. My whole life. I don't know where to begin. I um, Help me out here. Help me break it down because you know the story. I'm... I'm we talking recent, last 20 years, childhood... <laughs> you know what the flip the flip side has um has covered multiple multiple um decades in someone's life but I think if we maybe grapple with the the past couple of years what if what have you really been realizing that it has impacted you, some challenges has have impacted you, but you've actually begun to recognize I have the power to make a flip. Yeah. What what life lessons have helped you recognize and understand that? 
yeah, I think so many lessons, especially in the last few years. Um, how to get from A to Z without um, having a plan. And so a couple of years ago, I was living in, a, in an apartment in Brooklyn and I did not have a job. I also, um, my mother passed um, around that time who was my number one person in the entire world. And I was in a place where I felt like I had everything stripped from me. I got into a really bad car accident, lost my car of 12 years. And I took that as a sign, like something has got to change. And um, being unemployed, um, you know, just really trying to, I always wanted my own home, which I'm in now, um, always wanted my own just a living situation completely different than, than what I was experiencing. And I think for me, it was really about sitting down and really turning to God. Because at that point, it's, it wasn't about another coaching program. It wasn't another, about another book. It wasn't about another crying session. It was about my relationship with God because that's all I felt and still feel is what I have left. And, um, you know, we talk about life getting better. It doesn't get better. Life does not get better, people. What gets better, what, what, what happens is your relationship with God changes. Everyone reaches a point where that's the only thing they have left. Okay whether it's on your deathbed or when you at the, um, the eviction court, it's, it's, it's there. So you really have to, for me, um, it was changing my relationship. So getting closer, praying more. I was waking up at nighttime before dawn and I was breaking, I was declaring, I was, um, uh, what else, declaring and um, all of that stuff that we do, I, I was doing it. Um, in the dark. And um, I was at a point where I was really just done. And the nighttime prayers helped me bring myself back. It helped me feel empowered again. I felt like I was hearing from God. I felt like I, I could stop pushing and stop trying and stop yearning because I was at a point where it's so much despair, you know, um, in all areas. And um, I really wanted something to change. I was in my 40s, you know what I mean? So all of that happening, all of those changes as well. And um, one day um, I got a call about a job and it was a job that I didn't, I forgot I applied to and it was probably is the highest earning job I've ever had in my life. And the job changed my life. And, and within six months, I moved into my own house I bought my own house. Um, I actually <laughs> created a whole new community of people in my life. And um, I got to that next place I wanted to get without even trying. Like I didn't have to apply to a whole bunch of houses. I didn't have to do, it was, do, it was a divine intervention. And um, there was just so many lessons in that. And, and I didn't have to do anything else but just get down on my knees and just pray and listen and actually prophesy over my own life. And then change happened. Wow. There's so much in what you just said um, that is such a powerful truth um, that I know even aligns with my own story. There came a point in, in, my, in my story as well where I had an amazing relationship with God, but it actually was when what I thought I wanted fell completely apart. And I remember saying to God, I got nothing. What did you do? I, I got nothing. And literally in my spirit, it was, so now I can go to work. You get out of the way and let me do the work. Um, and there's so much in what you just shared that I hope after this short break, we can dive in even deeper 
So as we get ready to go to break, can you remind everyone of your website? Oh, sure. You can go to MarianneReadInc.com and you can check out my latest book, The Professional Wife. Um, it's coming out soon. And just connect with me and say hello. And The Professional Wife, they can find that on Amazon? Yes, you can find it on Amazon or any bookstore. It's available in hardcover and an ebook. Awesome. So we have just begun this conversation with Marianne. I'm looking forward to us continuing to, to unpack um, how those prayers helped her move through. And, and she has a specific philosophy around gratitude as well. And so when we come back from this short break, we will continue to unpack nuggets and support us recognizing how do you move past what you think might be your worst moments. Continue to stay with us right here on the flip side. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty? What if you could walk confidently in your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose? My name is Sandra Coates. And I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she has been redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit SandraCoats.com for more information. The White House Doctor Makes House Calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. We have been having a conversation with Marianne Reed, seven-time award-winning author, and she's been sharing some nuggets around her journey uh, and recognizing that actual success is not about the grind, but it's about the submission. And she shared how how her relationship with God opened up doors. And I, before we jump into, because I'm very curious about your philosophy on gratitude, but before we get there, I heard you say you actually shifted your community in order to continue to move forward. And you experienced loss in that transition time. How, who and how would you say you were helped to get through um, those hardest moments? How I helped myself or? How, 
how you helped yourself or how did your community, who did you depend on to help you oh. get through those, that, okay. those, that season? So during that season, I could not do Alphanista. Um, Alphanista was in a resting period. I had a small success circle with some Alphanistas to really, you know, give them that, that kind of intimate curated experience. Um, but after that, I really needed some time because I felt like I couldn't be in a position to give anyone any advice when I needed to help myself. So what helped me were, was church. I, I belong to a tiny little, tiny little church in Brooklyn, New York, one room church. And um, the people I met there prayed for me. Um, I met some burden bearers there. And I think everyone needs a burden bearer in their life, at least one person. Um, we hope for that person to be our spouse. But if it's not, then it's someone else. And they prayed for me. They championed for me. Um, they cried with me. And in that church, I was able to cry, throw myself on the ground, kick, scream, just let it all out, not worried about appearance, what I look like, who's listening, being the expert, being the facilitator. No, I totally was just open and bare. That was one. Of, that was a sense of freedom that I rarely get to experience because we have all these roles that we play every day. Even the role we think is not a role is still a role. So there, there was nothing. I was just bare. So that community helped build me up piece by piece. And I'm still in process. There's no secret sauce to this. Um, so that really was my go-to. When I think about the opportunity to be fully who you are in whatever need, not having to lead something, not having to facilitate and do the ugly cry. And people are just like, I'm here for you. Ugly cry and all. So few people have that circle. And I, I feel like I have also had um, a circle of friends who have been that for me as well. So I completely get being able to be that transparent. Mm -hmm. But I, I want to ask you a question because you said something that I think is counterculture. And again, you said earlier, having a different mindset is an opportunity um, that few people tap into. Oftentimes people are afraid to stop something that is successful because they feel like they're going to miss out on something. But you said you really need it before you continue to give advice to others. You needed to be willing to work on yourself and, and vulnerable and working on yourself. Would you say that that fear of missing out is something that high achieving women often struggle with? Yes, I think it's a, a human nature thing. Um, that we all struggle with. And I want to say something about a point you made a few seconds ago. Um, so this community at church, I think there's something really unique about freedom in front of strangers, people you don't know. I, I didn't know these people from anywhere. This was a Pentecostal church. I learned who they were by, by going to the church. So these were not my friends. They became my friends. So I, I like to add a layer to what you said that if you don't have friends, if you don't have that kind of community, it's okay to do it with people you don't know. And make sure you find a community that can hold space for you and could be witnesses to what you're going through. And I think there's even greater freedom there because there's no body judging or remembering what happened. And you're so strong, girl. You can do it. Remember last time? No, I don't want to hear that. Nobody I know, I don't want to hear what happened and I'm so strong and everything. I want to completely break. So um, just want to say that in case you don't have friends, you can find a community to, to be witnesses for you. And um, I also had a, a community that I went to also in upstate New York, but I've been going there since 2013. However, back to your question about high achieving women and this fear of missing out, it's marketing. You know, they market to us um, about do it now, you know, the hustle, hustle culture, you know, you're going to miss out, you know, you're getting this age, you should do it now or do it never. I do think there's some value in that. However, it's, it's not something that's really going to sustain you. So I think you need to figure out, for me, I had to figure out that I didn't care about that. 
I didn't care about missing out. I think what is for me is for me. Um, the job, the house, whatever comes easy is mine. You said what I was hoping you would say. <laughs> we are so like-minded. What's for you is for you. So anyone who is worried about missing something, you can't miss what is divinely assigned for your life when you can continue to align your relationship with God. And absolutely, he will not withhold what he has promised over you. So you don't have to worry about losing it. Yes, high five. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and and that rec recognizing that there is a freedom mm -hmm. when someone doesn't have your backstory to try and tell you and actually, people don't realize saying you're strong enough or you'll get through this is actually discounting and not validating what you're going through in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. It silences the person from expressing themselves. I don't want to hear you go, girl, sister, girl, you strong. You can get. Th I don't want to hear none of that. Because all that's going to do is silence me. It's going to make me feel like, oh, I can't really say how I really feel, that I hate how I feel, that I hate this, this moment because they already expect X, Y, and Z from me. So you are absolutely mm -hmm. right. We have to be careful about using that because it does silence the person who needs it the most, who needs to speak the most. <laughs> yes. You made some major moves. Dubai. Like, oh. <laughs> move to Dubai. How how did you make the, those changes? Something making such a major shift emotionally and skill set wise. How did you make such a big decision and make such a big move? Um, <laughs> you're gonna. I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but through the grace of God, really, because. I just came out of my divorce and I was somebody who really wanted to get married. I still do. I, I want to get married again. And um, I was really, you know, confused by what happened. And I wanted to just get away from everything and everybody and start fresh. I wanted to go to some place that no one knew my name. You know, that Cheers show from back in the day, you know, the, the, the theme song. Nobody knew my name and I can start over. So Abu Dhabi, which is in the United Arab Emirates, it's right next to Dubai, is what was one of those places. And I got a job as a teacher teaching English at a college and it was perfect. I mean, my housing, everything was paid for. I got a stipend. I got on the plane with only $500, if that. <laughs> in one of the richest countries in the world. And the next day I got my relocation check and I was good. So I really wanted to start over. And I think it was that, that little voice in me that says that, you know, I, I have a knack of talking to anybody anywhere. And, and if I'm not talking, they're going to, to talk to me. So having that confidence that I was going to be okay, um, carried me through just not trusting out there, but trusting myself that if something did happen, I would still be okay. Mm. And I think that trust was challenged in the past by uh, 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 disagreements and disappointments. You know, we, we wonder, Oh, did I make the right choice? What happened? So I wanted to take a leap that would help me build that again. Thinking about women who get stuck, I think there's a transferable moment right here where we lose trust in who God has already said we are. So we, we lose trust in our own voice, in our own instincts, in the power that we have already exhibited. And then that sometimes sabotages the opportunities of doing something radically big or amazingly impactful because we are doubting um, our own truth, our own voice, our own power that has divinely been given to us. 
Yes, I, I agree. I think that um, the fact that going back to what you said earlier about different points of views, you know, if we have a group of friends and they're all doing X, it's very hard for us to do Y. So it's really about branching out and meeting different people, um, different backgrounds, different lifestyles. And so that you have that courage, because if you're someone who's very into groupthink and you belong to a group, it's going to be hard to move 10,000 miles away from home where you know nobody. You think you're going to die. Like, like, how do I survive? I, I know nobody. Like, how do you walk on the earth thinking that you're, you're just, you move someplace and you're just going to be all by yourself? Like, I don't know that type of thinking, but I know people think that way. So I really think it starts in here, like really creating that trust that you need with yourself so you can trust others. And I know in uh, the information that you gave us in preparation for the show, you actually mentioned one of the skill sets we're focusing on in the month of November, which is gratitude. And can you tell us more about your philosophy around the importance and the value of gratitude in our stories? Yes, it's really important because you know, we look at it like it's also been marketed in a way that you take out a book and you write down five reasons or five things you're grateful for every day, which is really good. However, the thinking behind it is so like, you know, um, formulaic. Um, where is God in it? That's always my question. Like, I want to know where God is in it. So for me, I have to add God to the equation. So um, gratitude is spiritual warfare. And that's how I look at it. It's a part of spiritual warfare because all spiritual warfare is about is breaking down a person and through different types of means. And gratitude dismantles all of that because it raises your vibration. It takes your focus off the problem. And we know what we focus on persists. And it's a form of spiritual warfare. And it's also one of the hardest things to do, which is gratitude because we have to sit still and we have to think and we have to, you know, admit some truths. You know, we put down our gratitude and we're like, but God, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for this, but God, you know, we want him to know we're not all good yet. Right. So there's like um, a little tug of war. But when you, when I finally got there, I got to a point where I'm not writing it down like I used to anymore. It's more like a walking prayer. And sometimes when I'm driving, I'll just speak it out what I'm grateful for, especially when I feel the darkness coming in, you know, like the despair, the worry and stuff like that. I just take it over. So I want people to think of it, think of it as a tool um, to, to, to strengthen their relationship with God. And to stop the but God, I think he, mm -hmm. he understands what the problem is and yeah. he's not afraid of it. So it's, it's a heart posture mm -hmm. and you have explained your approach of actually integrating it into everyday life. It doesn't just have to be this formula of writing out something, but in the moment when you're feeling that drop in emotion, that drop in mindset, actually lift up gratitude in response and and go to battle <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 the when i think about people who are in a mo in a season right now of saying but i'm not grateful this is hard i am unhappy and i don't i can't, i can't even talk about being grateful for what i'm going through what would you say in response to to that, that place, that posture. Yes. And yes. And okay. Cause it's Ooh. not going to go anywhere. You know, I'm, I'm not for me. I don't want to hear this going to get better. We talked about that earlier. I don't want to hear, um, time heals. I also don't want to hear, um, you know, you have your whole life ahead of you. Things are going to change. I don't want to hear all of those things. I want to feel what I'm feeling, the despair, the darkness, the hopelessness in a container, meaning that I'm feeling those things and 
I also create space for God in those things so that he sits with me in that darkness, in that despair, in that rage, you know, Mm -hmm. in that anger, in that just like loneliness, whatever it is that he's right there and he can hold space. And, and it's hard for people to like, imagine, what do you mean he's there? Like, is he in the room or is, am I supposed to hear his voice? It's almost like a, you, it's a, you will know. It's almost like a, a silent communication, a silence, a stillness. When you get to your bottom and you can't move and you haven't done anything to take yourself out of it, like, you know, physically, you still waking up tomorrow morning, that's God. That little mm. difference is God. So yeah. that's just what I would say about that. The yes and is so powerfully validating for someone to be to be given the permission to acknowledge everything that does not feel right right now and you've still got God. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I felt that felt, as soon as you said it, I was like, yes, yeah, I get that. I feel that absolutely. Well, we are already at our second break. And as we prepare for this break, I want all of our girlfriend gathering crew. I know you are out there. We are actually getting ready to embark on our last girlfriend gathering for 2022. And I know many of you have had amazing accomplishments. You have conquered and gone over and climbed over hurdles. I want to be able to hear about it. So within the next 24 hours, we are going to send out the Girlfriend Gathering registration link for our November 12th and our last session in person and virtual there's a dual option so keep your eye out on my facebook page as well as your inbox if you've ever attended a girlfriend gathering in the past you're going to get a link very soon Grab hold of that link and grab your spot. I want to celebrate with you. It's a wrap is our theme for November 12th because you have done amazing things. So let's make sure we share. And if you have not had a chance to check out our website yet, livingstrongllc.com, the link will also be there. So stay with us. We've got more as we wrap up this conversation with award-winning author Mary Ann Reed. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty? What if you could walk confidently in your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose? My name is Sandra Coates, and I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she has been redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit SandraCoats.com for more information. On Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, Dr. Veerdra Jackson presents stories and powerful guest experts from business, health, relationships, and faith. Every story has its flip side, and we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side. When you can effectively do that, you'll experience necessary growth 
Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. We have been having a conversation with Marianne Reed. She is an award-winning author. She's been featured in uh, Glamour and Essence. I I even think you have been acknowledged in Forbes as well, right? Yeah. Um. So yes. Yeah, so many many platforms. And so, Marianne, I actually want to shift a little bit. I shared uh, before our break that we have been having a girlfriend gathering. We've been having six of them. So we are embarking on our sixth session with women who are striving to walk out something that God has put on their heart. And now is the season to actually embrace it and do it. And I know that you've been sharing nuggets this entire time, but you experienced accelerated growth during a particular period in your story. And I know you've already been sharing the impact that God has had on your life. What um, else, as well as continuing to expound upon your journey with the Lord, what would you attribute that accelerated growth to? Um, so I talked about, um, God being part of that. My relationship with him always comes first and it's hard to, to, to say, because I'm still living it. And, you know, I know the name of our interview is called living a nightmare. And I feel like many of us are living our nightmares. And, um, for me, I feel like that's okay. You know, um, we're living a life that maybe we didn't plan to, to live or would be like, and we're still getting up every day and still doing it, doing that nightmare, doing that life. So, um, I think it's just my acceptance of that. This is a life that I did not plan. Like if I was 20 and you told me 20 plus years from now, this would be my life. I would faint. I would be like, take me out now, Jesus, because I totally expected, you know, kids, marriage, picket fence, you know, this husband who's just so this and I'm so that. And so that would have been my nightmare at 20 something, like looking at what's happening right now. And now that I'm actually living it, it's like, okay. You know, it's it's here. This is what's happening, and um, and yes, and yeah. And yeah. Um, thankfully, you know, I feel like I've I've gotten the capacity. I've, I've I've increased my capacity, so I'm able to handle what's happening. I do want to make some different choices, um, and I do want things to keep. I want to keep growing, um, and I want to you know go to wherever else the Lord wants to take me. So I, for, for anyone, so I would say not only my relationship with God, but also that acceptance that saying, yes, this is where I am. And, and, and letting go of that resistance of trying to change it, trying to do that, you know, trying to make it right because it's not going to get right. And if it does, it's temporary and nothing is more draining than stop and go. You know, when you get a little, you know, advanced movement, then it stops. Then you get it again and everything is great. Then it stops. You meet somebody, everything is great. Then it stops. You get the job. It's great. It stops. That can break someone. That can literally take somebody out if they go through it too much. So that's why I think letting go and accepting creates an opening for things to kind of like gel together on their own. 
It also, for me, as I was listening to you, it's that acceptance and a, a, an ability to shift your expectations. I've always thought about that stop and go. Is It's not always a, about the fact that you're being stopped. You might just be rerouting. And it's an, if our expectation is that we are going to go straight forward, that this is going to be a nice, clean line. And because I started this, it's going to look like the white picket fence, the two and a half kids, the dog and the Mercedes in the driveway. And when I don't get that expectation, there's a a disappointment, but what if God is interrupting your story for a rerouting to get you to a better place? So it, it, it's mm-hmm. accept and shift your expectation because he's not done yet. Yes. Amen to yeah. that. I really believe that. I like the idea of rerouting because um, we don't look at it that way. We get it. And I do too sometimes delay but it could be a reroute as well. And just being open to that direction where it's going and understanding that we have, wherever he's taking us, we have the capacity to sit in it, to really go with it, that it won't be a place we can't handle. And maybe if it is a place we can't handle, he will let us know what to do next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're, you're not in that journey alone. And he'll, he will use even this, even mm-hmm. this moment. Mm-hmm. Can we just have kind of an author moment as well? Because I think about um, seven award-winning books. What would you say to an author who is um, struggling, is uh, fearful about uh, the story, the book? What helped you? get to a place of authoring so many books? Um, it wasn't easy. It took, it took 20 years to do seven books for me. Someone else, maybe 10 years or less. And I think for me, it was the being open to the rerouting um, and also being open to o- opening old doors. Um, I was at a point in my career about book number five. I was like, I'm done. I'm an author, but I'm done. I want to do something different. You know, like the chef who doesn't cook, the dancer who doesn't dance. They just want to be, you know, finished. And um, I went into like a five-year drought, uh, maybe more, maybe 10 years of not writing, just not wanting to talk about my books. And then eventually I started to come around again. And I cannot tell you what did that. I know that God's grace did that. I also know it was finding my voice again. So I think once you have a voice that is renewed or starts to grow again, it it wants to do something, you know, and I'm a novelist. I I love writing fiction. I I do want to write other types of books, but I still have that voice for fiction. And eventually I started to write again. I actually started to work on old manuscripts, stuff that I started and stopped. And I picked them up and I finished them. So The Professional Wife is one of those books that I actually finished. So it's different for everyone. I, I do think it starts with finding your voice again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what you just shared kind of echoes something that Nancy put into uh, the Facebook chat. She says, sometimes we need to stop look at what's happening in our lives and make adjustments. And even the vulnerability of going back to something that we might have viewed as unfinished, again, it's still, he can still use it. And even going back to what you said earlier, that's submission, recognizing that he um, has not abandoned and will continue what's for you is for you. Yes. Oh, Marianne, yes. I cannot believe that the, uh, we have blazed through this hour so quickly, but I want to acknowledge what is on the horizon for you right now. <laughs> well, uh, most importantly, uh, my next book, The Professional Wife, is coming out December 1st. But you can go to Amazon or anywhere and get it now um, as a pre-order. 
So you can go to Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com, any of those places, and get the hardcover or the um, ebook. And everything that we talked about here today, Dr. Jackson, is part of my my story and the books I write about. That redemption, that coming from a dark place, bringing in light back into your life. All of my characters go through go through that. So I'm focusing on this book right now. I also eventually um, will start working on another book. And I just tell people, you know, just connect with me on um, um, MarianneReadInc.com or the, my Facebook page. You can connect with me there and be, you know, be part of the VIP club for the book and you'll get giveaways, all that great stuff. But right now it's all about my voice and, and seeing what comes next and what I want to write about next. So I want to make sure people know how to follow you. So you mentioned Facebook, but what are your social media handles so that they can find you? Yeah. So um, I'm on LinkedIn, okay, under my name, which you'll easily find. And you can also find me on Instagram at Alphanista Official. Alphanista Official. And I believe you um, also added that in your Instagram feed. So you can also go to Dr. Jackson's Instagram and just click on Alphanista official. It'll be there. Yes. Oh, thank you, Marianne. This has been an amazing conversation. I appreciate your honesty, your vulnerability, and I know that it has absolutely encouraged others. Um, and Nancy has placed uh, the link, direct link to the book in the Facebook um, comments. So if you want to go jump right in there and you're listening, go to my Facebook page, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. It's right there. And we can support Marianne in her journey as an author. And thank you again for this Flipside conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Such a pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yes. (laughs) It has been an amazing conversation. So same time, same location, right here on the flip side next week. Continue to journey with us. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.